Hello, everyone. This is Stephen Strang, and welcome to my podcast. Boy, what a week this has been with the State of the Union, with the acquittal for President Trump and the impeachment, and I've done a podcast on both of them. And today I am interviewing a good friend who is a commentator on the culture. He is a very spiritual man with keen insight, and it's someone I've known for a long, long time, and I've even interviewed him before on my podcast. His name is Larry Tomzak, and he has a regular column, or I should say it's an op-ed once a week, a newsletter that's called Here's the Deal, and he's just started a podcast on the Charisma Podcast Network, and I'm so proud of him. He's already had 73,000, and it's not been up that long. So let me welcome you, Larry, to my podcast, and let me just tell people that I've known you so long. I think we figured out maybe 1974. A lot of our listeners probably weren't even born then. That's right. Well, yeah, you and I are colleagues and fellow partners, and we have a passion. We want to do our part to communicate truth, advance the kingdom, the gospel, and I'm honored to be on the podcast today. And if you let me, I'll say it at the end. I'm grabbing this quick because I don't want to risk it just to throw in at the end. The book that you have written, Steve, please allow me this. God, Trump, and the 2020 election. I'm telling everybody, get a hold of it. I'm trying to get the word out because this book is, I call it a blockbuster. It is so needed and it is so well done. And I'm not patting you on the back. I know the hard work and you privilege me to be able to write an endorsement for it, which I was honored. And then you gave me an advanced copy. So, hey, everyone listening to the podcast today, please, please, please get a hold of God Trump and the 2020 election, why he must win, and what's at stake for Christians if he loses. It is A++. So, Well, I appreciate the plug. I didn't ask you to give that. But listen, I'm trying to sell copies because I'm trying to get out the word. But let's talk about this monumental week. I thought that the uh, State of the Union address, I gave it an A+. I just thought it was wonderful. Then the next day, the Senate voted to acquit him. And, you know, it's sad about Senator Mitt Romney, but that's a discussion for a different day. In fact, I opined about it yesterday. But what do you see happening with these things and even what's happening with the Democratic Party, which almost seems like it's imploding? Well, you're right, Steve. And we are living in, honestly, these are such opportune times that we live in. I hope all of us as listeners and, you know, individuals that care about our country realize the, you know, the seismic shifts and the developments. And I know a lot of people say, yeah, but there's so much negative that's gone on over the decades. And, you know, but you know what? There's a lot of difficulties. But, hey, it's also an opportune time for us. People are praying. As you know, I've been a part of Intercessors for America, a board member, 46 years. I can tell you it's been unbelievable, the response of intercessors. And amidst all the negative, there's so much that's happening and if I can just use a personal illustration here to launch this, just before you and I got on this podcast today, the fellow that is in our church and a dear friend of mine, a young man, his wife, I've been praying they're going to have their third baby, and they were getting ready for Sunday. And last evening, get this, Steve, <laughs> he goes to bed, she goes to bed, and all of a sudden she comes in in an hour, wakes him up and says, the baby's coming, the baby's coming. I know it, I know it. Well, I won't get into all the gory detail, but it was a nightmare of what they went through. I'm telling you, things did not work out real well. Now, the good news is a baby came and a baby boy, and they're doing fine today. I just got off the phone with her and him, but it was just unbelievable, the stuff that was going on. 
and another baby screaming and the dog is, you know, doing his business on the floor and the, the incompetent people show up and the baby, they get her on a gurney, get her out in the driveway and whammo, the baby comes immediately right in the ambulance and all this. But I told her today, just an hour ago on the phone, I said, Miriam, you know what? Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. And you know, Steve, and to all of us, we love our nation. We love the heritage. And we've gone through a lot of challenges and difficulties these decades, since the 60s especially. And then even with the last administration, I prayed every day for the president. But when we looked out and we saw the statistics and the economy and the celebration of homosexual marriage and abortion being celebrated, all of that stuff, it was discouraging at times. But somehow, there's been a turnaround. And really, even our president, with his flaws and checkered past, he came out of nowhere. And now we have somebody that's giving a State of the Union that I told my wife, I said, Doris, I've been a Christian now 50 years. We've been married 44 years, and we've watched these. I have never been so impressed and so stirred. And it was such an anointed and upbeat State of the Union address. And then the impeachment, all of what we've endured and we've been praying, somehow we see that it's out, acquitted. <laughs> He's acquitted. And now we're seeing such upbeat in so many areas. And this is an opportunity, I think, for us Christians to, again, like sons of Issachar that surrounded David, they understood the times and they knew what to do. And even right now, Steve, as you see, the Democratic Party, and we recognize what's going on. All these primary debates are kind of winding down. Now we're really launching. But the Democratic Party seems to be in disarray. There's confusion. You know, you look at the candidates that are left and you say, well, my, my, their ages. I mean, they're all three on inauguration day, the, the leading ones. If you say Biden, Sanders, Bloomberg, they'd be closing in on 80 and Bernie. Oh, he's out there. And yet he's recovering. You know, we know from a heart attack, a socialist. And yet at the same time, we see so many positive things with this administration. And that's what you said so well in the book, why it's so important to stay the course. It doesn't matter. Somebody, well, Republican, Democrat, independent, moderate. The bottom line is, do we have somebody that is advancing the kingdom? Their policies are honoring God. And even if it's just abortion and the sanctity of life, the March for Life that took place recently, my God, for the first time in history to have a president of the United States on that platform. I lived in D.C. 24 years. Never happened. And there he was. And he's talking about sanctity of life. And so, Steve, I'm genuinely excited. And I just trust all on the podcast today are realizing God is at work in America, and we are a part of something of a restoration during this time. It is encouraging. And, you know, things were getting so bad. I talked to Mike Bickle and interviewed him for one of my books, and he said millions of people were praying that God would raise somebody up, and we didn't have anyone in mind. And that was his kind of humorous way to say we never thought it'd be Donald Trump. And least of all, I thought that. Now, there are people that are obviously more spiritually tuned in than I am who felt God told them that it was going to be Donald Trump. I was a Ted Cruz guy. You know, all I knew is he was on The Apprentice, and I knew he was rich, and I knew he was in real estate. And, you know, I wasn't really drawn to him because he's kind of brash. But, man, he has been a surprise. He's been our champion 
And I think things are shifting. But on the other hand, at the same time, the Democrats, and it's not just the Democratic Party, it's really the left who have kind of taken over the Democratic Party. I mean, they're getting worse and worse and worse. Here, Nancy Pelosi said she could not find one page that had any truth to it. And so she rips up the speech right in front of everyone. And I asked the question, listen, I listened to every word. I, I printed off a copy of the speech on the Internet. Like, what was wrong? Isn't unemployment down? Isn't it down for even women, African-Americans? Isn't the economy booming? Aren't we rebuilding our military? Aren't we getting other nations to contribute to, you know, the military that we have and also for foreign aid for other countries, etc.? Like, what is wrong? Yeah. Tell me one thing that's not the truth. But I think that they are so blind, and I believe it's a spiritual blindness because really what we're dealing with are spiritual issues, but is that their agenda, whatever that is, which is open borders and more taxes and on and on and on, that's truth. And his State of the Union didn't include any of those things, including a lot of the nonsense about the global warming and Green New Deal. So, therefore, he didn't speak truth. Instead, he spoke what I think were just facts. I thought he was extremely presidential. He could have blasted them about the Mueller report and Ukraine and griped about the impeachment. He didn't even mention those things. He just mentioned about all the good things that were happening and how people's lives were being impacted for good. And he had some examples. And I saw this left-wing guy who's very well known as kind of a spokesman for the black community criticize him and say he used those black people as pawns and as just examples. I mean, If he hadn't included black people in his examples, then he would have been blasted for that. It's like they blast anything that he does. But yet I think that some things are beginning to change. I believe that to some extent they're reaping what they sowed in terms of just chaos. You know, I have a whole chapter in the book on why Trump might lose, and I I realize that that's the case. He only won by 80,000 votes spread over three key states, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, And listen, the other side is so dishonest. There's ballot harvesting. There's voter fraud in different places. In the book, I even talk about how communists, real communists from China, not Russia, are actually funding. You know, the money is kind of laundered, but it ends up in these far left groups that are trying to flip states from red to blue. And there's some evidence, which I put in the book, God, Trump in the 2020 election, that they were actually successful in Virginia to flip it from red to blue. And even in my own state of Florida, which is red, or although it's becoming a little purplish, but we have two Republican senators, a Republican governor, both houses of the legislature Republican And I forget the number exactly, but I think it's 23 out of 28 congressmen are Republican. Doesn't that sound red? However, the Democrat who ran for governor, Gillum, is an avowed socialist, and he came very close to winning. I couldn't believe it. And, you know, this is down up close and personal where I live, and I kind of watch this. So I think it's very serious. And one of the things I'm concerned about is people are now starting to talk, especially people on our side are starting to talk Trump, this is going to be a cakewalk. You know, it's going to be a slam dunk. He's going to win for sure. It's going to be a landslide. But when people start thinking that way, they become complacent and they don't go to the polls. They're not paying attention to all this voter fraud and everything else. It really could go the other way. And if it is, it's very, very serious. We cannot take anything for granted And I'm just so appreciative of you speaking up in lots and lots of ways. I appreciate you encouraging people to read my book. 
But what do you think is going to happen in the next few months leading up to the election, and what should Christians do? Well, boy, you just said a mouthful, though, and that was so true, and that's what you cover in the book, and that's why people need to know this. And I was just going to say that, had you not say it, because I know there's people that are starting to get more upbeat. They're getting awakened. They're saying, you know, I'm starting to look at what's going on, and I'm realizing I don't identify with this party and what they stand for. But I'm telling them, you know, and they'll make statements. I say, I think it'll be a shoe and it'll be a landslide and all this kind of stuff. And I agree with you, as you said in the book, we cannot become complacent or just, hey, self-confidence. Uh-uh. You know what? All of us need to realize. And you said this in a roundtable, I remember a year ago, with some real key leaders in America. You said, we are fighting, and remember this biblically, not against flesh and blood, but powers and principalities. And they're working aggressively through, I'd say, unsuspecting people in politics and academia and the media and Hollywood and all that. And what's happening, they've been promoting this anti-American, anti-constitution, anti-family agenda. And people need to realize this is warfare, spiritual first, but also we're called to number one, what? First Timothy 2 pray for those in authority, then we need to pray that we will be discerning and not be fooled. I mean, I picked up yesterday, I don't buy it, but I pick up and I'll just kind of flip through and here's a Rolling Stone magazine. Boy, they got a big spread. And what is it on? Mayor Pete. And, you know, Mayor Pete was on The View this week. And what's he doing? He's endorsing and saying, it's okay, abortion on demand till birth, infanticide, a baby born, it's okay, let the child die. You think, what? And then he's casting himself now in this role as a, well, he's kind of the, a progressive. And he even says, and I wrote down the quote, he says, I will be the most progressive president in the last 50 years. So his dad was a Marxist. Well, now they're saying he's surging. Hey, maybe he could. And I think, well, wait a minute, but he's a gay man with a, a homosexual part. And don't be fooled. Don't be fooled by Bernie Sanders. As you see, you know, here's this older guy, honeymooned in the Soviet Union. He's a socialist. He's got these absurd plans. Plus, look at his age. And he just came off a heart attack. And then Joe Biden, you say, what happened after the impeachment? I think the one that was the greatest loser in the whole thing was the one that, well, the past year, you know, Joe Biden, he's reliable. He, we can trust him. He can defeat Trump. We know it. If he, you know, he's a little more moderate, et cetera. And yet, look what came out on him, his son. I mean, a son making $80,000 a month. The average income in America, median, is about fifty, And he's now, what, in the polls? They say, well, he's coming in third and fourth. Is he going to make it? So we've got to be discerning. We've got to be praying for our government. We've got to make sure pastors, those of you that are listening, and leaders and ministry leaders, please educate your people. Equip them. Pass out these voter guides. Ralph Reed does a great job. Intercessors for America and others. Help your people objectively know this is where the policies are of the parties. And I'll tell you, if there were no other policies except policies like, number one, the sanctity of human life and the protection of an unborn baby, I'll tell you, I could never, I've said this for decades, vote for any candidate that will not stand up for the unborn. That's a biblical mandate. Speak up for those that are perishing. So, you know, on one side, these are glorious times, and the other side, they're gory. I mean, it's gory and glory. Our buddy Mike Bickle always says that, Isaiah 60. And so everyone listening today, stay in tune, stay in the race, 
don't allow yourself to get, you know, complacent, as Steve said. Get a hold of Steve's book. I think it's a great idea. I do this. I'll get 10 copies and give them to key leaders. Oh, you didn't have to do this. I'll say, well, this is my gift. We've got to be alert and discerning in this hour. So, Steve, honestly, I personally, on behalf of everyone listening, thank you for what you put into the work. Thank you for giving opportunities for us to communicate truth via the Charisma Podcast Network. And also, every one of us, we've got to rise up and stand together in this hour. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And pray. Oh, Steve, I feel this in my heart so deeply. Pray for the protection of our president. There are all kinds of demonic assignments and powers and principalities at work. We've got to pray for him to be protected and that he can continue being surrounded by godly people like he had, you know, National Prayer Breakfast. You see all these wonderful cabinet members and people. My son in Atlanta works with Doug Collins, godly man. And there's the president in the White House yesterday commending him for his work. So we've got great opportunities in this day. And I think you and I and all of us on this podcast today can say, God, thank you. We've made some tremendous progress, but let's not get comfortable at this time. We're in a race. So that's enough for me. <laughs> well said. And we need to leave it there. But I want to close by encouraging people to tune in to Larry's podcast. Here's the deal. It's on the Charisma Podcast Network. And also, you can get a copy of my book, wherever books are sold. People have been sending me pictures of where they see it in Sam's and BJ's and different places. It's widely distributed, but you can also get it online. And if you want an autographed copy of the book, you could buy it from our website, which is GodTrump2020.com. It's kind of a shortened version of the book, and it's all pushed together, GodTrump2020.com and I'll sign it for you. I'll also thank my listeners for tuning in. Uh, the numbers are just continuing to grow. As I reported earlier, I've just passed 3 million downloads since we started this, and it's just going up and up, and it's because people like you share it with friends, and I deeply appreciate that. So I need to have Larry back on the show again. I just always enjoy it. Uh, the last time I had him on. It was one of the biggest podcasts ever. It really hit a chord, and I hope this one does too. So thank you for listening. This is Stephen Strang. God bless you.